and welcome to the 11th anniversary of Never Stop the Madness here live on bostonfreeradio.com. It is a two-hour special. If you tuned in the past two weeks and you heard silence, I apologize. You did not miss anything new. If you've been keeping up to date with my life here on the show, you will know that I've been in the process of moving. So the past two weeks were rebroadcasts of old shows, but there was a hiccup at the station. And it was online, offline for some reason. So those rebroadcasts never aired. But the move is complete. Everything seems to be in working order both here and back at the studio. Or the station, I should say. This is the studio. So, we got it working. For this, year's, for this year's anniversary special, I decided to just go two hours all music. In podcast world, at the end of the show, I'll answer some listener questions, but otherwise, for the live audience tonight, it's just two hours of music. Nothing nothing crazy here this year. You can probably hear birds and maybe even cars in the background. Let's get down to business. You just heard brand new music out of Madison, Wisconsin. The band is called Burial Culture, and their latest EP is titled Ceremony. It is available now through their Bandcamp page, and all proceeds will go to help Ukrainian refugees. The track I played for you was called Sorrow, and it was recommended to me by a friend of the show. He passed it along and said, hey, you might dig it, and he was correct. It's real good stuff there, burial culture out of Wisconsin. Before that, we heard from Chamber of Mirrors, also out of the U.S., off of their debut demo, Apocalyptic Dream. The track I played for you was Bed of Thorns. Now, I had played this earlier in the year um, when the band had self-released it, but I liked it so much I played it again now that Humanity's Plague has picked them up and they are putting out the album is out now on CD via Humanity's Plague um, and vinyl is coming later this year I believe it is out on cassette as well but it's definitely out right now on CD via Humanity's Plague so so nice I wanted to sneak it back in there for another round before Chamber of Mirrors, we stay in the U.S. and again, this time with a new project called Mitternacht. Their debut demo, Blasphemous Warfare, came out in 2021. It is just barely close to 10 minutes of all fire. No wasted space on this demo. I played you the opening track off of it, Blasphemous Warfare. It was released on cassette, but it has since sold out. Uh, there are no plans as of now to repress it, but you never know what the future holds, so keep your eyes peeled there. Otherwise, the digital is available, but like I said, three tracks, all killer, no filler with that, so can't recommend the Mitanak demo enough. Before that, we head back to the U.S. for the final time in that set with the band Lord of Horns out of New Jersey. Off of their debut demo, Few Ever Survive the Night, played to the track Ritual Hunt. 
That is, like I mentioned, their debut. It is going to be released digital only as of now as they work on their full album, The Forest at Dusk, which should be out sometime later this year. But as of now, we get three tracks by Lord of Horns. And more great stuff there. U.S. pumping it out. Everything sounds a little different and all has its own, despite despite the tag of the U.S., which, for whatever reason, still can turn people away. But as you heard in that set, all U.S. bands and everyone had their own sound, so stick it. Finally, 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 we open this week with brand new fucking Watane out of Sweden. They need no introduction. Their latest, The Agony and Ecstasy of Watane, is available now on Nuclear Blast in all types of formats, colors, and varieties. I played you the track, Ceramosa. And, you know, I gotta say, I will always be like, I'm never the biggest Watane fan. For no real reason, it just doesn't do it for me. I do love Lawless Darkness, but that's about it. Even the early stuff is just okay to me. But, but, but. I don't know. I've been listening to the Agony and Ecstasy of Wotain a lot. That got me through my move, got me through some unpacking. And I just kept kind of listening to it over and over. I don't know. Real good. Like, maybe my favorite Wotain record. So, if you haven't heard it yet, I... Me, as a not huge Wotain fan, really loved this album. So, take that for what it's worth. Those folks are also on tour... I'm sure they're coming here sooner than later, but they're in Europe at the moment. In the background for the entire two hours this evening, you are hearing the latest from Nordfolk. But more on that and what you're hearing in the background as the show progresses. Mostly new music tonight, so stick around. This is Never Stop the Madness Live, L-I-V-E on bostonfreeradio.com.
said to his own mouth, by the nine heavens in which thou dwellest, by the strength of the sun and the moon, and by the power of fire and water.
top of the hour, and you are listening to Never Stop the Madness, 11th anniversary special here live on bostonfreevideo.com. And let's get down to it. <clears throat> you just heard the latest from Fasa out of Sweden. Their most recent demo, Fallet Ode, was released on cassette via Tour de Garde earlier this year. And I put you the closing track on that record. Ned Stigen till Helvet. And that's just a weird and wild one from front to back. But great stuff there from Fasa out now on Tour de Garde. Before that, we have an international band that features members that are also from different areas than where the band is located. So The band is called Anachronistic, and their debut full-length 719 Ways of Decay is out now. Self-released by the band on CD and LP, they are available via their Bandcamp page. And I played you Festering Stench from Anachronistic. And a real wild one there that kind of blends a couple different styles and it has these like unhinged vocals that carry through so you think you kind of know where a song is going to go and then it just kind of gets weird and wild on you I don't know great stuff there from Anachronistic before that that real weird and wild one with the samples and whatnot you heard was from Vledermos out of the Netherlands, off of their 2018 full-length, Worshippers of the Unholy Gather Under the Funeral Moon. The track I played for you was A Soul Forever Lost to the Dark, and that was released on CD via Tribulation Productions and on LP via ASRAR. And somehow, both of those are still around. Usually the ASRAR stuff sells fast, but the Vlad, Vladermos record was too weird even for that crowd, I guess. And all the way back at the beginning of the set, you heard brand new music from a brand new project out of Italy that goes by the name of Erluck. Their debut EP is titled Loss. And the track I played for you was simply titled Two. All the tracks in that are just numbered. Uh, it is currently out now, digital only, but it will be coming out uh, on LP soon enough via Black Mass Prayers Records. Um, and also on CDR, sorry here, as I jumbled my notes around. And later in the year it will be coming out on tape via Rat Covenant Records. So digital only at the moment, but physical formats are coming soon. And don't let the EP tag fool you. Clock's in at about 30 minutes, and uh, it's just good, doomy, murky, atmospheric black metal. Out of Italy. Still in the background, as I mentioned, for the whole night, you were hearing the latest from Nordfolk. Their new EP, 
Shinsnell is out now digitally and will be available in a few weeks on 10-inch lathe cut LP via La Fusion Records or Lafo Vision Lafo Vision Records maybe it's limited to 80 copies and the pre-order is up now but it's been up for a while and it still hasn't sold out which is kind of weird I thought for Northfall that should be an easy one so I don't know like folks are slipping on this one but you'll hear more of it as the night progresses whole next set all 2022 music stick around this is never stop the madness
We're moving forward here. Never Stop the Madness, 11th anniversary special here live. Two hours on bostonfreeradio.com or in podcast land in the future. If you are in podcast world in the future, stick around because at the end of the show, I will jump back on and answer some listener questions. Live folks, you will have to wait a few more days until the podcast is ready. You just heard brand new music from the band Palamin out of Russia. Their fifth full length titled Blood Magic is out now on CD via Thou Shalt Kill Records. And I played you the fantastic opening track Inside Alpha Omega. the new Plomin album. Before that, we heard from Gauntlet Ring here in the U.S. Their second full-length, Tyrannical Bloodlust, came and went on LP just recently, but the CD is still floating around. Available via Blood and Crescent Productions, as well as many a fine distro. The track I played for you was The Temple of Onyx. Brand new gauntlet ring there. Uh, another member of the Blood and Crescent crew, Fell Winter, should have a new full length out soon as well. Which I am very much looking forward to. I missed out on this gauntlet ring full length on LP at least, but like I mentioned, the CD is very much available. So don't be passing up on CDs, folks. They are still a viable format, and they're pretty cheap these days, at least in relation to what they used to be. Before Gauntlet Ring, we heard more new music this time from the band Stodor Wilzorum. They put out a demo at the end of 2021, and I had been waiting to get my hands on it to get a listen, and then they showed up with a brand new full-length. So I played you their debut full-length. The album is called Truer Mystic, and the track I played for you was Mistenza Kru Ponasi. And you can find that album available now on CD via Wolfspell Records and cassette via A Fine Day to Die Records. And all the way back. At the beginning of that set, we heard the debut from Mesmerism out of Portugal. It, the debut is titled As Angels in a Night of Lead. And it is out now on cassette via Feral Heart Productions. And I believe it is co-released with Signal Rex as well. But not sure if it is distributed or co-released there. I played you the second track off of that as Angels in a Night of Lead Part 2. Both tracks are killer there. From Mesmerism. As I've been mentioning in the background, you are hearing the latest from Nordfolk. The first hour you heard from the A side, the second hour you were hearing from the B side. A 10-inch lathe cut LP that is coming out 
sooner than later, but is available now digitally. It is called Shiznel, I believe. More from that in more music still coming your way here live on bostonfreeradio.com.
But I am just running way too far behind on time, so we have to just get to it all next week. But let's talk about what you just heard. You heard the latest from Dorotza out of the UK. After a handful of EPs, they are out with their debut full length Fear, Gorta, and Tales of the Undead. I'll play you the track Fear Gorta, The Phantom of Hunger. And that is currently available now digitally. Not sure if there's a physical coming, but there very much should be because it's a real fucking complex and interesting record there. From Grotzner. Before that, the only other track you heard in that set was from Church Arson Cult. They've had a few releases this year, but I went all the way back to their debut that came out in uh, March. The EP is called Cinderstav, and I played the track Paradigm. You can find Cinderstav out on LP and CD released by the band, available via their Bandcamp page. The project, the project is out of Ontario, and uh, just has a real bleak, sinister vibe to it. a lot of the stuff. That's real good. Uh, like I said, they put out a couple of things this year already, including uh, some covers. So head over to the. Church Arson Cult Band Camp to hear more. In the background for the final time this evening, you are hearing the latest from Nordfolk. The album is called Shizna. It is available digitally now and up for pre-order on limited 10-inch lathe cut LP. It is limited to 80 copies. It is available via the Laugh Vision Laugh or Lafarwegian Records out of the Netherlands should be uh, shipping sometime in June but like I mentioned limited to 80 and it is still kicking so if you let Norfolk Norfolk as much as I do you should jump on that Stick around for Sheelix and Heavy P. Raj Metal up next at 10. I will return live next Tuesday at 9 p.m., the usual start time for Never Stop the Madness. You can find everything you need to know at nstmradio.com. Once again, this is the 11th anniversary special. Due to the move in all types of general life chaos this year, I decided to just stick to the music this time around, but... If you are listening in the podcast world after the next song, I will be back to answer some listener questions because I get them a lot and uh, I thought that would be a fun addition to this anniversary special. So I will go over those after this. If you're listening live, stick around for She Likes It Have You with P. Raj Metal.
should be a new show. Last track of the night is the only show we're talking about this evening. Uh, this weekend here in the U.S. is Maryland Death Fest time. It's they've had nothing but trouble since this is they've been trying to do this since the pandemic, and they keep trying to adjust it and move it and make it happen. And everything is just crazy, and they bring in so many so many international bands. It's been a nightmare because the U.S. has loads of different rules if you're coming in. So. Those guys are kind of done at this point, and they said that this will be the last MDF for the foreseeable future because they're just tired. So, if you've always wanted to go, this weekend would be your time. Um, I used to do MDF specials, but as the years went on, they kind of pulled back on their black metal. For one reason or another. Um, And a lot of it dropped this year as well, but one band that did not drop is Sacramento. They are closing up the entire festival by performing their debut full-length Far Away From The Sun in its entirety, and I will close out this show with a track from that. So if you'd like to see them perform that in its entirety, head over to Baltimore this weekend. Otherwise, from the legendary 1996 album Far Away From The Sun, this is Sacramentum with the track The Vision and The Voice.
are listening to the Never Stop the Madness podcast bonus listener question 11th anniversary whatever you got so if you are still listening and you expect to hear more music I have unfortunate news for you this portion is just gonna be me talking it's some background sounds but I will be speaking over them, so... I thought for this anniversary special I would take some listener questions, answer them. These are things that I get quite a bit via email, social media, or whatever. So I thought, why not address them on air and let's talk about it. Nothing too wild and crazy in this list, but just some stuff I get asked every now and again. I'm impressed that tonight's live broadcast went off without a hitch. After using uh, Comcast for so long, I had to switch, and I'm using Spectrum now, and uh, I had tons and tons of fucking problems with Comcast, but night one with Spectrum worked just fine. In the background you're hearing Coil with the track Triple Sun. This was the original background music that I would talk over 90% of the time for the first like five years of the show. Because believe it or not, it used to be really tough to find music for the show, especially like ambient and experimental. Before Bandcamp had really taken off, a lot of that stuff was just through tape trading and random purchases through distros and stuff, so I never had as much reliable content to do it weekly, so I always had this, like, bank of experimental music or interludes from Black Metal Records intros and stuff from over the years, and I would collect all that, and I'd play those as needed, and then every so often when something good would come out, someone new would put out a record or something, I would play that as the background, but... Before Bandcamp, SoundCloud, and all that stuff that I took off, it was hard, especially for me, who I'm doing this whole show by myself. I'm the one that finds the music. I don't have like a music director that's doing whatever. So, Which leads us into our first question of the night. How do you find your music for the show? This is probably the most asked question um, every which way you could possibly imagine. I sign up for tons and tons of distro lists. Um, I sign up for various promo stuff. I'm always buying stuff. Anytime I buy something from a distro, I usually scroll through what their cheaper discounted stuff is. And then I just throw something extra into my cart. Switch. I'm going to be live switching background music as well as the night uh, moves on here. But yeah, um, Ben sent me stuff and I, once in a while, will ask a record label for stuff, but for the most part, I'm just listening. Social media, message boards, distro lists, um, DIY zines, blogs, every which way. I find music 
I'm just always listening, and thankfully, uh, I have a job where I can listen to music a lot, so I'm listening to music constantly, and enjoyably doing it as well. Why don't you interview bands? Because black metal interviews never end well. I love them. I read them. I buy a lot of zines, both past and present. But I would say more often than not, someone steps in the shit. And it demystifies a lot of the bands. Some it's perfect. Like Arcane Archivists and, and a couple of other zines really nail it and they kind of get the good conversation out. The old Mill zine when he was doing that was really good. But a lot of the time. Um, it demystifies some of the black metal stuff and also it's just fodder for someone to step in the shit either the interviewer or the band and 9 out of 10 times it's just unnecessary it's someone's provoking someone to say something edgy and then they do and then shit hits the fan even though whatever it might be taken out of context or was said just to fuck with somebody or whatever but that's why I don't interview bands because this show is about the music and I really don't want to make a mess of that anytime soon at least. Are you booking any shows currently? Do you have any DJ gigs coming up? DJ gigs? Uh, not at the moment. With the move I've kind of just calmed and settled. I'll see as the year goes on, I'd like to get back out there and do some metal nights maybe out here in Central Mass, now that I'm in the woods of Central Mass, but I'm closer to Worcester and Providence, which have a much more um, consistent metal scene than Boston has, surprisingly. So maybe, but nothing in the books. I'd like to actually do something outside of the state as well, but we'll see. We'll see where the year goes. As for booking shows, I fucking hate booking shows. It is a nightmare. I've done it, I do it, I've helped shows. But do I want to? No. Booking shows is just it's best luck for other people. That being said, would I book another one? Yeah. I wanted to do a 10th anniversary live show. Uh, it didn't happen. But I was able to get Witch Tomb and Hell Conjurer to do something for this show, but, you know, in the future, if the right show came my way, or maybe an anniversary for the radio station, I would probably book another show in the future, but consistently, no, I hate, I hate booking shows. But I'll happily feed you to someone that can book you. Why don't you follow me on Instagram? Good question. I try to only follow labels and zines. I try not even to follow bands because then it's just get inundated with stuff, so I just follow distros and labels and zines, and then some bands that I've worked with. 
Like I've worked with the Yellow Eyes guys and Hill Conjurer and stuff like that. So I, I do follow those folks, but like I said, I, I mostly just use it to keep up to date with music that I want to play on the show. And I don't want to get it too bungled with personal stuff and yeah. Would you ever start a label or release anything? No. No, I would not. <laughs> I would not start a label. I, this show takes up more time and money than you'd imagine. Uh, I do it all for free, using my own money to do to make things happen, whatever, pay for web servers and sites and stuff. Um, and I don't need to spend more time with a label. As far as releasing something, I debated releasing some of the ambient performances that I've had on the show, some of the Solstice stuff, but... Uh, yeah, I like it for what it is. I have no reason to try to make money off other people's work, so... It's up there. I pay anyone that plays on the show, and then they can do what they want. If they want to release it, good for them. I don't want to deal with it. Which leads into the next question. Will the Wolves in the Throne Room live performance ever be released? Not by me, and probably not by them. For you new listeners, uh, years back there was a club in Boston called Once, in Somerville technically. And I would do monthly DJ nights there. They had a weekly metal thing, and I would do a monthly night where I would be broadcasting the show live. And... Uh, Let me see here as I load up some more uh, fun background music for you. Um, so I would do a monthly thing where I would do a live stream there and I would DJ there for hours. And it was fun. And then some shows came through and I would DJ in between sets when there was a more like arcade and some other stuff. But Wolves of the Throne were coming. I worked with their booking manager, and I was able to live broadcast the entire night on Boston Free Radio, all the openers, including Wolves in the Throne Room. Um, but there was so many technical issues. For starters, the board that I was getting the feed from could only give me a mono mix and a stereo mix, so, and then I had... Some, some room mics around the room, but because it was so loud, I couldn't check them until after the show. So just that alone was like, eh, it's not great. It's not a great recording. But for those of you that listened live or there, will remember that they saged the place out with fans and tons of sage. And then about halfway through, I think the second or third song, they set up the smoke detectors fire alarms went off, they had to stop the show, uh, the fire department came, I stayed on the air, and was able to set up a playlist, so if you were listening live, you heard me kind of jump on and be like, oh shit, they're throwing us out, but then in the meantime, I just kind of let music play, so there was like a half hour delay, 
and then they come back and I continue the broadcast and everybody got to hear the show in, in its entirety but between the kind of lo-fi recording and the fact that they got their set cut short in the middle I just there's no reason to ever release that I can't imagine they would want it out there so if you listened live you heard it but no I have no uh, no plans to put that out even even on a stream do you have any more demos to upload and will you be uploading the VHS or is that it I have a few more demos to upload they're all like compilations of stuff that already existed they're nothing rare there's some live stuff I have a live Slayer tape I'm a live Celtic Frost tape both from the uh, 80s I'll pro- probably add those but all the meat of the demos are up as for the VHS that shit takes so much time to digitize VHS um, and then so I just got delayed and then I bought the gear to do it in a better fashion than I had been and then the move happened and so maybe in the winter I'd do more The other problem is it's a lot of music videos and things and that stuff gets flagged really fast by like the YouTube robot so like I had Immortal stuff and it throws ads on me it forces me to put ads in it even though I don't want them and so it's kind of a headache much more headache than the demos are but maybe I do I have like whatever 10 or 11 VHS to do so at some point yeah I will probably do them I'm in no rush. Are you in a band? No, I am not. I do dabble in keyboards and very limited guitar, but no. No, no, no. What is your home studio setup for the show? That's kind of a tricky one because I use a lot of different weird things um let's see here i have a large focus right that is like the main brain behind the show and then i got an old macbook 2010 macbook pro that i use and then some usb controllers that make the make it happen I use this free DJ program called mix m-i-x-x-x and you can kind of customize that to work how you want it to so that's how I'm able to do different things there and I between that and like an old version of iTunes and I can play records in I can play tapes and I can play CDs in I can kind of just do like right now I'm just live mixing in the background um but yeah, like, I don't know. I kind of rig a bunch of things together and I make it work. You'd have to see it. If I ever DJ a thing and broadcast it live, you'll see the I bring the whole setup out and I run streams through streams through things. And the last question I got here. What is the album that got you into black metal? 
I mean, I guess the album that got me into it was Mayhem, The Mysterious. But when I heard that, it's, I was still listening to, like, other metal. And just, you know, younger and just consuming all that came my way. Um, but I was listening to, like, you know, Mayhem, Burzum, Dark Throne listening to that stuff but listening to other things as well but when I heard the section um Storm of the Lights Bane that was really the album that that set it all off like that was the one where when I heard like the scream and where dead angels lie that was the one where I just like turned and looked at my records and just thought like none of this stuff does it anymore and that was the record that made me like go head first into black metal and just never look back so yeah it was you know the Norwegian stuff because that was at the time like all you could get it's hard to imagine not like talking old man here stuff but it's hard to imagine like limited internet and or no internet all that black metal stuff here in the U.S. at least was imports, so it was expensive. So you just were like, I don't know. I hear about Gorgoroth, but do I want to pay $40 for a 12-minute CD? No, I don't. Especially when I didn't have any money. I'm like working six hours a week at a grocery store. I'm like, it just was crazy. So a lot of that stuff was hard to hear. But once I heard, you know, dissection, then it all went out the window and I... I spent that $40 on those Gorbert CDs. And I never looked back on it. And then, like, listening to Experimental and, uh, and hearing Mortis and learning that he was from Emperor and already being into Mortis at the same time when I was finding you know, Burzum and, and Dark Throne and Immortal and Emperor and then finding out Mortis was a part of it, but being really into Experimental, that bridged a gap so finding already being already listening to Mortis and then learning who he was and going backwards from that was also a big one so you know Mortis in the dissection were the big ones for me well that were the top questions I got for this 11th anniversary listener questions portion. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you found it as informative as I did. If you've stuck around this long, both on this bonus edition or just in general on the show, I thank you very much. As I've said a hundred times now, I do this for free, just, just for the fun of the game just to listen to new music, just to bring you new music. No ads, no sponsors, no nothing. Boston Free Radio has been bizarrely supportive over the past 11 years. And uh, so, you know, thank them and everyone else that's always helped and been around this show and I hope to do it for plenty more time. As always, you can hear everything, find everything, learn everything on NS tmradio.com The show is live every Tuesday at 9pm 
on bostonfreeradio.com and then it pops up a few days later at nsdmradio.com so once again thank you all this was the 11th anniversary special and hopefully next year we can do something maybe live and in person and do less less chaos and hopefully I'm not moving so see you all soon good night